Welcome to another episode of the Pirate Month Podcast. Yes, we're coming to you practically live from from uh, beautiful, bucolic Franklin, Tennessee. Uh, I got to look up bucolic. That <laughs> just sounds that just sounds like a virus or something. <laughs> and uh, we're we're in the uh, dog days of summer, and I'm here. We, uh, in the clubhouse with uh, Newton Dominey and Mark Whitlock. We're basking in the afterglow of the After the Miracle Samson Society National Retreat Yeah, at Bear Trap Ranch, Colorado Springs, Colorado. What a great time that was. What a great place that was. Or, it, or is. Unbelievable place. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely have got to go back. Yeah. I think we need to make that a regular thing. Too bad it's so far for everybody, but uh, anyway, what a... What a terrific time that was. And we're waiting on Mondo. He'll be here shortly. But uh, I'll tell you what the great thing for me was about uh, the retreat was meeting so many guys who are listeners to this podcast. It seemed as though most of everybody who was there was there because they're a podcast listener. I think so. I think so. It was, yeah. it was weird for me. It was an adjustment. <laughs> like, how do you know this? Oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and to be recognized by voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was also it was a it was a bit uh, it was sobering. I, I don't want to say shaming, but it did wake me up to the fact that there are actually real live people out there who listen to this and who some of them who very much depend upon regular visits from us. And so we yeah. kind of renewed our resolve to see how regular we can be in in uh, sharing the fellowship that God's blessed us with here in Franklin. And uh, enlarging the conversation and bringing other men and women into it. So, uh, well, how about if we launch with what should we do? We're waiting on. Well, as we see, we're waiting on Mondo. Aaron is yeah. not going to be able to join us today. Right. He is. Yeah, I think he's doing a, a funeral out in, yeah, that's in what California. Mark said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> for those of you who were not. At the retreat. Maybe we ought to start there. Sure. Hey, give us your impressions. First of all, uh, Newton. Yeah. G- uh, give us your impressions of the place itself. Um, <clears throat> well, it was very easy to get to. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, it was not. Um, it, it felt like Colorado to me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You well, know, I, I love Colorado. Uh, it was a part of the state that I hadn't been to. The ranch... Um, retreat center. I mean, they call it a ranch. I should call it a ranch. Yeah. Um, was great. Um, the food was amazing. Um, the facilities were better than the average yeah. outdoor camp type thing that I remember from my youth. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great place. Uh, if it was, it was what it needed to be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the last seven miles, for those of you who've never been there, you're climbing through the mountains on a narrow dirt road that hugs the side of the mountain. Road might be overstating it. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to make that drive twice on the first night, once in the daytime and once long after dark after the fog had rolled in. That was terrifying, yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, but uh, a great history to the place, built by a businessman back in the 20s or the 30s, I guess. Uh, and built over the course of a few years, one log building at a time. And uh, and there are a lot of log buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this man used to bring his uh, wealthy friends, some celebrity friends up there for a relaxing time in the mountains in the summer, horseback riding and so on. Jack Dempsey actually trained for one huh. of his championship fights there. And then after the man died and after the family uh, really did not have the resolve or the will to keep it up, it very miraculously came into the hands of the InterVarsity Fellowship when InterVarsity was still in its infancy. Hmm. And uh, they, they purchased it for $50,000, financed over wow. 10 years huh. uh, with no interest, all the money raised by college kids. Whoa. And that largest building, the one that we stayed in, that wonderful lodge, was built entirely by volunteer labor. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and then a few years ago, InterVarsity, finding that they were not using the camp really to its potential, it had been a leadership training center, um, they gave it to, another, to a men's ministry called Band of Brothers, hmm. led by a friend of ours, uh, Vance Brown. And uh, Vance told me about it over breakfast a few years ago. He said it was rustic and remote. That was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's more remote than rustic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have different definitions of rustic. So, what astonishes me is yeah. that they actually keep it open year round. Yeah, I don't know how you get to it. And I, I, we were told by Keith, the guy, uh, kind of the head uh, wrangler there that in one day last winter they got 48 inches of snow. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Get there's part of the process. It is. But what a beautiful place and what a great place to meet, 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 meet the Lord and meet with guys. Uh, it's bunkhouse accommodations, no private rooms. Right. Uh, a, a, a big Which gun. works out for a bunch of sex addicts. <laughs> 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 That's right, and and also no wireless access. So, also works out for a bunch of sex addicts. <laughs> oh man! And it was primarily it wasn't all sex addicts uh, who showed true. up. Yeah, uh, but um, most of the guys, I think, certainly most of the guys would characterize uh, their struggle that way. And what freedom to be able to to talk entirely without filters and entirely without code, entirely without pretense, drop yeah. all the veneer, be Christians without having to be Pharisees, and talk frankly about this common fight. What a great weekend that was. Yeah. And I'll tell you what I loved about it was, you know, I'm no stranger to men's retreats. I do a lot of them. I lead a lot of them. <laughs> I've just agreed, by the way, to go to uh, Alaska Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, two hours outside of Anchorage in a remote retreat center. That's the good it's part. Practically Russia. Yeah. The bad part <laughs> is it's the first weekend in February Ooh. that I'm going, when it will be dark and bitterly cold. Anyway, oh. Um, so, but I'm used to doing that. And I'm used to being the only speaker. Yeah. What I loved about this retreat was I was a member of a team, and uh, we had six speakers. All yeah. of, and all of you guys did a fantastic job. Thanks. What I what I loved was by the end of the weekend, it was very clear that every man who came got his bell rung, but no one speaker rung every man's bell. Yeah. 
it was a it was a it was a good experience for everybody because there was diversity in the leadership team and i would love to develop that as a as an ongoing model for whatever we do in the future yeah i think actually what you said to me as we <clears throat> drove back down the mountain we were talking about the trip that we took a few years ago mm-hmm. the the barnstorming of the southeast and i said yeah we ought to do that again something like that and nate said yeah, but I'm not the only one talking this time. I'm like, okay, <laughs> oh, okay, oh. yeah. But I, I thought it, I enjoyed it, and man, I didn't realize how much. Like the body knows, you know. And I'm not used to sharing that part of my life with strangers, mm-hmm. you know. At yeah, least yeah. not in a in that. <clears throat> I was reticent to be in any kind of leadership position, because um, I, you know. Just a bozo like everybody else. And so As we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was a it was a good experience for me to to do that and to to step into that to some degree. Um I gotta tell you. But man. seeing everybody else do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then realizing I don't know if you guys if I told you guys, I I don't I didn't realize how stressed I was about what I was going to say mm-hmm. like how much I was carrying it yeah until I finished and immediately had a migraine oh really yeah, yeah I mean yeah. I walked out when I was done yeah like not because I was upset or anything yeah, but yeah. I just walked out to take a pee and get yeah. my breath or whatever and was just like wow. headache migraine isn't the right word but just like headache just yeah. immediately yeah um it's like yeah the body knows yeah I, you know? I noticed when Mondo finished it looked like he just ended a 12 round championship <laughs> fight. I mean, he was <laughs> Yeah. Well, what an adrenaline surge. But you guys on Saturday morning did a great job. Mark absolutely killed it on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, giving us well, all the vocabulary. Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, David yeah. David on Saturday morning oh, yeah, on and Sunday then Sunday morning for and you then guys. Sunday morning me yeah, and yeah, Mondo. Yeah, yeah. And and, we'll, and Aaron on Friday night. Yeah. See, I missed I mean, that when I was making yeah, the you long were drive driving back up to down the, the mountain. Yeah. I will just say if if you guys, I think that we're talking about making some of this available. Um, I swore a whole lot during my talk. I don't know how available that's going to be. Um, so, yeah. Um, you know, I can only recover from one thing at a time. <laughs> um, but, man, hearing, hearing Aaron lay all that stuff out on Friday night, uh-huh. just about... Um, like the the God the Father and the relationship with the Son and um, set a tone. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was it was fantastic. You know what this retreat reminded me of is the value of um, retreats of, of getting guys together, and it really doesn't. Re- it this turned out to be. Um, not as it certainly was not a micromanaged weekend. We kind of planned it on the fly. <laughs> every yeah yeah every man was responsible for his own peace, but it was and we didn't have you know a big high powered big gun. We didn't have a worship band. We did, any of that stuff. Yeah, and uh, it took me back to the early days of the Samson Group here in Franklin when we would. We did an annual retreat back in those days, and we just kind of divvy up some leadership responsibilities uh, prior to the event, and we'd go out and spend the weekend together, and um, and and God would just do <coughs> remarkable things through ordinary people. 
it's been years since we've had a retreat just for the Franklin Group, and I came back with the resolved to uh, to do that here. And I'd like to encourage those other groups that are out there meeting. Yeah. Especially if your group is kind of flagging a little bit. It's getting a little bit stale. Maybe the numbers are beginning to dwindle. Uh, if you can make contact with those who've kind of orbited in and out of the group over the last couple of years, or, or those who are who've talked about coming but have never really come, and uh, just reserve a cabin someplace, someplace big enough to put as many guys as you think you can get to show up, a dozen yeah. or a couple dozen guys. And uh, don't plan it down to the last minute. Leave some room for God to work in there. Yeah. Uh, I know that that first retreat really launched the, the, the Franklin Sampson group, and it was a, a big part of the early life of the group. I'd like to encourage other groups to do the same. And maybe we, uh, we're certainly not the, the leadership of Sampson, but we, we're the ones with a microphone right now. <laughs> uh, maybe we can help with the organization of some uh, regional retreats, some ones that are closer yeah. uh, than Colorado. So, by the way, if you're listening to this and you, th and you think, you know, gosh, it, it would be cool to put together a, a, a retreat that's regional for our part of the state or our part of the country, and... Uh, Maybe some guys from the Franklin area or from another Samson Center someplace else in the right. U.S. would make a road trip, come down and help us do it. Email us at piratemonkpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. We'll see what we can do to help encourage that to happen. I think I think that's an important thing. Something that I that I walked away with was I like that whole leadership speaking and all that it's like yeah. man i'm a guy that measures my sobriety right now in weeks not months yeah you know um and i kind of didn't feel qualified relative to everybody else that was talking mm -hmm. and that's okay yeah like you yeah, don't yeah. everybody is an expert on sobriety in some way or another yeah you know lead from a position of weakness that's it that's it, um, that's it. just don't so lie be be honest right you know, um, and so I think, yeah, if, if you think, <clears throat> man, I'd love for us to get together, but we don't have a leader. Well, you just thought a bunch of us ought to get together. You're it. <laughs> you know, and just just go be go be real for 36 hours. Oh, man. You know, for 48 hours. There you go. Um, let it let it be loose. Play jazz. You know. Yeah. Um, hang out. Just go, go, go be together. That's great encouragement. All right. Well, we'll be back in a few minutes here on the Pirate Monk Podcast. I've sung in mountain cathedrals With steeples rising high And altars made of evergreen And windows made of sky And when I've dreamed of stars in the heavens And starfish in the sea And wondered how 
the heart of God could care so much for me could care so much for me well, I've never been a strong man at least outside the skin And I'm eager and afraid at the same time To move from where I've been To move from where I've been
And we're back on the Pirate Muck Podcast. Mondo Grimes is now in the house. Hey, Mondo. Hey, man. I saw him Cue the trumpets. <laughs> yes. yes. Now, yes. Mondo has been around since the very beginning of the podcast back in 2009. Mm-hmm. You know the November, I think it was November 19th, I believe. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. he, did that, he did that at the retreat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. November yeah. 19th of 2009. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, man. Began as the engineer, got suckered into uh, guesting very early on. Yes, yes. Uh, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the very first one. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, it's, it's, we didn't know what we were doing. We had no idea. No, yeah. no. And we had no idea where it was going either. That's true. Yeah. That's very yeah. true. We, yeah. I mean, we really didn't think anybody listened to it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, look where we are now, man. That's crazy. Hey, by the way. Uh, I know there are those of you, most of the people, it seems, who find the podcast, find it on iTunes. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the limitations of iTunes is that it only lists a limited number of episodes at any given time. Right. And uh, it's impossible to get back to the early episodes from iTunes. Mm -hmm. If you want to find the early episodes, go to podbean.com. SamsonSociety.podbean.com. Dot com. So there podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, like the beans that give you gas. Yeah. Beans, so yeah. samsonsociety.podbean.com. You can also get there from piratemonkpodcast.com. Yeah. If you want to get to those early episodes, and if you want to hear uh, 13-year-old Mondo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my no. God. Hey, hey Mondo, uh, yeah. you and Newton, really, uh, you carried... Uh, you carried, you did all the heavy lifting on Sunday morning at the retreat. Mm. We've been talking about the retreat in yeah. your absence mm-hmm. and taking your name in vain. Yes, but thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. How was it? Now that did you have apprehension about speaking, about telling your story? Mm. How was it for you to do it? And uh, how do you feel now about it? More than a week out, I was scared as hell, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, be honest with you. Um, yeah, I, I wish I could stand here and say, you know, man, I felt great. I was so excited and <laughs> thrilled about spilling my guts and truth and yeah, all yeah. that. But no, uh, kind of the opposite. Um, <laughs> I was scared out of my mind, uh, but I felt comfortable because of who I was with. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and the guys that I knew that were in the room um, that were with me in the trenches. Yeah, know, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I felt camaraderie and I didn't feel you know, shamed or anything like that or yeah. embarrassed. But it was hard because that says some things that I, I've never said before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, now moving forward, you know, I, I think the next few days I was like, did I really just say that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. A little, I, di- I know that feeling. Yeah. A little disclosure regret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I had some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man, I move you know, beyond the retreat, man, I, I had that regret for a few days, like, uh-huh. oh my God, and trying to, you know, recall certain things and yeah, oh, man, oh crap, you know, but what I found myself doing to kind of get over that mm-hmm. was I, I told some buddies of mine that, you know, that weren't at the retreat. Yeah. Um, and I shared with them the, the experience, gave them some bullets, yeah. of, you know, and, uh, and I said, and I shared my story. Mm-hmm. And since some of them uh, know some of it, yeah. know pieces of it. I'm sure we're all familiar with that. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, they knew pieces, but I, I decided to share with them what I shared at the retreat. Nice. So it kind of helped me get over the hump, if you will, you know, yeah. of, of regret and feeling like, man, why did I, why did I, should I have, you know. Yeah. And, but now it's like, you know, I'm making, I'm trying to make a habit of just 
being consistent with it. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, and of course, appropriate people and conversation right. yeah, environment yeah, yeah, and all that, right. but, you know, not the lady at the grocery store, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, hang on, I gotta take that off yeah, my but, list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, feeling better, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. It's scary, but fruitful, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that the case, though? Most fruitful things are scary at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. What, was, what was that like for, for you guys? I mean, I, I think I had the same experience as Mondo, like kind of in that aftermath of like feeling for me like this vacuum mm-hmm. of, of space or whatever. Right. And what was it like for, for you guys? I mean, Mark, you've done more public speaking than, than I have. And Nate, you do it a bunch. Like what was that like after like after the retreat? Mm-hmm. Kind of just being, what, doing what we did in front of a bunch of guys that we really never seen before, but that sort of kind of know us. Well, I've never done any public speaking about anything that really matters. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've talked a lot about broadcasting and talked a lot about medals, and I've talked a lot about this, that, and the other thing, but I've done very little about the matters of the heart. Huh. Yeah. And so um, I walked from the chapel where we had all of our big sessions back to the lodge that night um, uh, in in a different place. There was one guy who hung back and had lots of questions. And I felt so ill-prepared to address the questions. Um, And then uh, as someone who has uh, danced with toxic shame a bunch in his life, uh, all I could think about were all the things I didn't say. Uh, yeah. Oh, I should have said that. Oh, I should have said this. Oh, oh, crap. I left that out. And is that an important point? And, you know, am I going to leave some guy hanging because of that? And I had to just put all that aside to know that, you know, God's in control. Right. <laughs> and I did prepare and I did the best I could. And, and we'll leave it from there. But uh, um, so that was kind of that was kind of the overwhelming experience for me. There's also, I have never been nervous when I used to play music or, you know, the public speaking I've done, I'm never nervous before. I'm always nervous after. Hmm. I always sweat a bunch and my hands shake and my, you know, my, I start losing my voice a little bit and that type of thing. And so I went through that again after that. But I think, um, you know, talking with guys Saturday night, talking with guys on Sunday, uh, like you said, a lot of guys, everybody had their bell rung. Mm-hmm. Some of them had it rung by different people. And I think the ones the the handful who had their bell rung by what I had to say, you know, had had questions or follow up and yeah. and uh it was incredibly humbling to answer their questions, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. Um I think it was really cool how uh Nate, how you put the schedule together. Mm-hmm. Um you were in the middle. Yeah. Um and I thought about that later. You know, cuz I'm thinking like, well, why are we last? You know what I mean? Like, but looking back at it, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, um, of course I knew there was a method to your madness, you know, mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, you think, well, Nate's going to be last. He's going to reel this thing in and there you go. Well, you, you kind of did with the last exercise. I ain't going to lie. Oh yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which we're not going to no, 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 no. spill. No, 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 no. Um, but as far as speaking, um, that added a little bit of pressure, I think, too, right? I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. knowing that we were going last and, and you know, everybody knows Nate, right. you know? <laughs> you know, like, okay, Nate spoke, retreat's over. <laughs> you know? You guys uh, got what you paid for. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll, yeah, we'll stick around and listen to these last two jokers. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
Um, but man, it, yeah, it was. I see, I see uh, the, your your structure and why that was important, man. Yeah. And, um, you know, us not really speaking as much as you guys do publicly. Uh, ours was, I feel like, was really raw. Like, re- re- you know what I'm saying? And, and I, I think asked, that was the power of it. It was just really, really raw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah. thought I thought Sunday morning was a, just so strong. I mean, um, the spirit was all over you and the room. It was, uh, yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Now, we were a bit concerned uh, as we all uh, traveled together. Uh, back down the mountain on our way first to Coors Field to catch a ball game and then to the uh, airport to catch that flat long flight home. Concerned about the guys. Now, one of the things that we did in this retreat, it's it's kind of a philosophy of a Samson retreat, is we really don't want to do all the work for the attendees. We're just there to cue things up yeah. for men to do their own work. Right. So most of the time was not spent listening to us. No, not at all. Most of the time was spent either in personal reflection or in or in one-on-one conversations with a temporary Silas, or in a group. Um, and because God really met everybody. Yeah. Uh, including mo- us. Yeah. Including, uh, yeah. Yeah. The guys who left the mountain uh, left uh, a mountain. Yep. And we were concerned about what it was going to be like, especially for the many guys attending who were not going back to a group, to an established group mm. with, uh, with deep relationships. There, is, uh, there were eight guys who were not part of a Samson group, but part of a group nonetheless, uh, one focused on sex addiction recovery, eight guys who came together from Atlanta. And uh, it was good having them there, mm-hmm. uh, good hearing their culture and exposing them to Samson culture. I think we all benefited from that experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really valued was something they shared with us, uh, an app, a recently developed app that they all use. It's only been out a few months. Uh, last I checked, hasn't even hit a 1,000 users yet. But I am so impressed with this app that I downloaded it myself. And now I'm trying to persuade other people uh, to join me there. Uh, the app is called R, the letter R, Tribe. That's it. And it's free in Android uh, and uh, Apple in, in either the iTunes or the, or the uh, Play Google Store. Play or whatever. Yeah, 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 right, right. You can get it at your app store for free. And we have links at thepiratemonkpodcast.com. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this is especially appropriate for anybody listening who is not a member of a group. Mm-hmm. Because you can yeah. sign up on the app. Now, this is specific for um, sex and porn addiction. So my apologies to those of you whose primary struggle is something other than sex or porn. But if that's your issue, this Our Tribe is really tailored for uh, those of us who are in this fight. Uh, as, as You fill out the, uh, the profile, and if you want, the app will help you connect with other guys who are on the app mm. whose profile uh, kind of matches yours. That's cool. And the beautiful thing about it is it's set up for you to track your progress in sobriety. There's a growing library of uh, training stuff. Mm -hmm. You check in every day with somebody. Uh, You can check in when you're triggered, and you can start to track what your behavior patterns are, which which is an enormous help. 
because uh, you know when we are operating actively in addiction, our addict is just on autopilot. It's it's uh, you operate in kind of a twilight. You're not really paying attention. Uh, my inner addict really doesn't want me to know. Doesn't want to show me his cards. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it doesn't. So my 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 addict doesn't remember well. Uh, doesn't tell me the truth about times and episodes. Lies to me all the time. Uh, but with the help of this app, you can get some active uh, and accurate tracking of your own thinking and behavior and emotional states mm. that correlate with your um, sexual behavior. Mm. And you can share that with people you choose to share it with. And you can have friends who see some of your information, uh, and, but not all of it. You can pick a, a guide, would be the equivalent of a Silas. Uh, now, Newton, what would be your advice to a guy who's on our tribe? Should he just use the Our Tribe app and connect uh, through a keyboard and text with his guide, or is there uh, something else he ought to do? Um, no. <laughs> uh, when Nate was talking about that, he had downloaded the app. I and I've I've shared this I think on the podcast before. I'm immediately triggered anytime technology gets inserted into community or mm-hmm. authenticity, um, because I think there's a possibility for um, swapping one virtual relationship or one virtual thing for another. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think it, our tribe sounds awesome. Yeah. And I think for guys that are looking for community, and I mean like looking for it in their where they live yeah. and haven't found it yet, mm-hmm. um, or it's in a growth phase or it's in flux or, or whatever, yeah, I mean, c- connect. Yeah. But please don't stop looking for a real person. I, I mean, a voice. Yeah. A, a, like, flesh that you can somehow put your hand on right and look in the eye yeah, that that's yeah. what i mean yeah um because to, to me and i and i know i shared this and when i spoke on sunday like for me my silas relationships and my recovery in the very recent past mm-hmm. has gotten so much better now that i have a silas that i can talk to voice to voice yeah and that i see at least once a week yeah um, it's gotten so much better because he hears me mm. and hearing somebody, I believe hearing somebody makes me, makes me, helps me know them. Yeah. So, so you're saying it's more of a, uh, a supplement to yeah, a Silas, a, a, a one-on-one or, yeah, yeah. or a step on the bridge. Step, yeah. When I see bridge, it, it's, yeah, know? kind of the first thread of a suspension bridge. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. It's that first line across the river. Yep. Yeah. See if you can find somebody to hold the other end mm-hmm. and then start to build a bridge. And I want to get to know whoever it is who's developed this app. We got to find them. We got to talk yeah. about them. And let's look forward to the day when they can integrate it with Skype. Or, yeah, or yeah, FaceTime. Or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So we can get more face-to-face time. Uh, but but uh, blessings on the visionary yeah. people who pioneered this app. I'm so excited about it. Yeah, I think that's great. And I, I hope nobody hears me, like, poo-pooing this. Yeah. I, I, I think it's awesome. And I think it's a step. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think it's great, or or it's part or it's part of what you do. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's there a piece. There you go. Yeah. It's a piece. All right. Hey, uh, let's take a break, and then why don't we go to the mailbag? I think we've got a note or two, All right. and uh, we'll have a conversation, a virtual conversation, <laughs> with one of our listeners. We'll be back in a moment here on the Pirate Monk Podcast. If you search for tenderness, it isn't hard to find. You can have the love you need to live But if you look for truthfulness You might just as well be blind It always seems to be so hard to give Honesty It's such a lonely world Everyone is so And we're back on the Pirate Monk Podcast. We're going to go to the mailbag now. We got a note here from one of our listeners who says, uh, Dear Nate and the guys, Hey guys, I'm a long-time listener to the podcast, and while I'm no longer in active addiction, I appreciate the reminder, especially recently, to continue to focus on my recovery, as I've noticed that my tendency toward lust can easily be redirected to online games or any other excuse to check out on life. That being said, I have had a couple of things that come up lately, and I'd like your feedback. First, a friend of mine who struggles with lust has been going through meetings for his recovery. I found out the other day that his wife found a text conversation with his accountability partner that stated that he was developing a crush on a fellow addict. The way that this came about was that this happened in the context of a co-ed sex addicts meeting. Is it just me that this sounds about as wrong as having an AA meeting in a bar? Is there any reason why this is uh, not to be isolated? Second, I'm a leader of a small group at church, and recently a new couple joined our group. Almost from the first meeting, things didn't seem as they portrayed He was very quiet and deferred to his wife all the time, almost never spoke. He stated that he was a bivocational music minister who got out of the ministry to be with his family more. Yesterday, someone in our group said she saw him at church early one morning, and the only men's group that was meeting at that time is the Recovering Addicts group. Everyone else in the class knows my story, but he doesn't. So, how do I handle this? I know I don't want to scare him away. Instead, I want him to know that our class is a safe place to land when these things happen. So, what do you hear, guys? That's loaded. Mm-hmm. I have, when I first got into SA, um, the group that I went to was co-ed. Yeah. Uh, so I've got, I have a little bit of mixed emotions about it. Part of me says, well, you're going to have to interact with the opposite sex at some point. Right. You know. And the other part of me thinks, 
Yeah, but if the person that, you know, fits your type um, is sitting across the circle from you, from me, is that healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody in SA um, is attracted to the opposite sex. Right, exactly. Not everybody in SA is attracted to all members of the opposite sex. Um, so I, th- I guess I think it's up to that individual going into recovery <clears throat> to be talking about it with, it sounds like, with an accountability partner. Yeah. And to have those boundaries or start putting up those boundaries. And it sounds like that person, like what I hear is that person was trying to put boundaries up. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it or fortunately, however it turns out, you know, that text thread, that conversation, you know, was discovered by that person's spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could have just as easily been a guy that was attracted to another guy yeah. in the group. Yeah. yeah. I think the fact that it's co-ed to me is secondary. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. The, the thing that hits me, and this is a question that, that I, str- I struggle with, and that is... Um, I'm I'm a secret keeper and a liar. I have told millions of lies in the course. It's what killed my first marriage because I was telling lies about where our money was and where it wasn't. And and, uh, I can't do both, it seems. Um, I can't keep a secret uh, and not tell a lie. I don't know if I'm making any sense or not, but the point is I feel like I'm lying when I'm keeping a secret. Um, But... Here's here's the situation. I don't want the guys that I'm walking with to feel like I'm telling them. So I, I keep their secrets. I keep it in strictest confidence, like we we have as part of our pact. Um, and yet, where where is the line between keeping secrets and not? My phone is wide open to my wife. My email is wide open. She has passwords to every account I've got, and I know from time to time she'll you know she checks them. How can I protect? my guys um and uh you know where's the line how do how do we do that and because i mean i've told them if you don't you know if you don't want anything to be seen you know we need to talk about it yeah you know by phone instead of putting in any type of electronic communication because it might it might be seen um and i trust my wife implicitly um but um i i still i still have a lot of internal turmoil over keeping secrets, even though I know I'm keeping my brother's secrets. So I I don't even know how to address that question, but that's that's what I felt as you read the email. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was a little troubled that that the wife, I mean, I understand that that women are nervous, uh, that spouses are nervous, that they've been betrayed, so now their spouse is in recovery. uh, they're nervous, and the temptation to uh, kind of get in the middle of it and check on the progress of recovery has got to be almost overwhelming at times. Uh, it can be really deadly for that to become a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie, <laughs> Allie, a few times in my early recovery, accidentally, quote, unquote, accidentally, happened upon my journal and read it a journal in which I was learning to be brutally honest. Hmm. Uh, And pages that I had neglected to tear out and throw away. And it was hurtful to her to read some of the things I was um, 
that I was writing, even though it was necessary for me to be telling the truth on paper. She got burned a couple times and then resolved never to read them again. Mm-hmm. Um, I take your, I do take your point that um, you know, I'm glad that Samson is not a co-ed group. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say that there is a significant percentage, uh, not an overwhelming percentage, but a significant percentage of guys in Samson. Since Samson is now a safe place to talk about same-sex attraction... <laughs> Which, by the way, it wasn't in the early days. In the early days, we're still making gay jokes. It was kind of locker room humor in the early days until Bunker, God bless Bunker, dressed us down at one meeting. Good. Good. Yeah. And said, Good. you are making the room unsafe. We cannot do this. And not long after that, one of the guys just stepped out in courage and said, hey, you know, by the way, uh, I have a major struggle with same-sex attraction. That made it safe for other guys to share the same thing. Hmm. So this issue of kind of emotional attachment still does show up from time to time. If you got a sympathetic ear uh, with somebody in a meeting, what I like, uh, what I I'm hearing something that I actually like. Here's a guy who senses that something unhealthy is beginning to emerge and he's talking about it with his right. accountability partner. Right, right. That's good news, that, not bad news. Right, right. right. Um, and uh, we've got to, uh, as much as possible, protect each other's secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, uh, those of us who are married, you know, we have these talks with our wives. They don't press us for details about the guys we're walking with. We don't, we don't uh, disclose those details, um, and it's it's out of respect for kind of this sacred journey. But at the same time, I've got to be willing to walk in the light myself, and not make uh, my my uh, responsibility to protect another guy an excuse for unhealthy self protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the wife reading the text take that part out okay the situation is totally different uh-huh right yeah i mean you have you have the beginning of of a, an intimate or continuance of an intimate relationship between two guys uh-huh you have a guy disclosing hey man this is this is where i'm at yeah now the the monkey wrench is thrown in when it's in text yeah and the wife reads it but yeah. if you take that part out this is actually when i was listening this is a good path they were on in their right. relationship yeah, yeah yeah this is really strong yeah to to say okay you know man help me with this this is what i'm struggling with in this particular group yeah maybe the next question he would have asked is should i switch groups should i go to just an all-male group yeah yeah yeah. should i do this should i do that right. but but a big pause got hit in that process because of the wife reading the text yeah 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 so i don't know i mean I hear what you're saying, Mark. You know, um, I believe audio from mouth to ear mm-hmm. is the only way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will that be phone or in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then it's just between you just, and, the, and the, person, the NSA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's just my personal thing. Um, and, and it's not for the sake of keeping secrets, but yeah. for the sake of protecting 
each other. Yeah. Also protecting the spouses or the, the significant yeah. others or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from hey, I just accidentally read your text. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, now the conversation is different. The whole thing has changed. Yeah, yeah. So that, so I, I hear what you're saying, but man, for me, it's all it's audio, yeah. it's mouth to ear, man. Yeah, yeah. How about the second part of the of the letter and the question of how do I how do I how do I first of all it, it just kills me that rumor is already running. Oh, I think this guy might be an addict. Oh, what do we do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, it's a shame that that's a reality, but it is a reality. And uh, so I. Yeah, how do how does he uh, how does he invite this new guy into deeper honesty? Uh, my first thought is what he can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> that's exactly where I was. And, and that's and that's to go up to the guy and say, "Hey, so and so saw you walking to, walking out of church at <laughs> nine o'clock. The only thing going on is whatever." Yeah. Um. To to me, if. if like that guy, this guy has information that, frankly, he probably shouldn't be privy to. Right. Um, or that the other person at least does not know. Right. That he has. So to me, and like safety, um, looks like going to the guy, the other person privately, and saying, "Hey, I want to tell you a little bit about me, so you know where I am." Yeah. Good. Because I want to make what we're doing safer for you. Yeah. Or just, I just want you to know where I am. That's Not even, it. Yeah, just, that's I it. want you to know where I am. And if the guy wants to open, at that point, open up, yeah. let him. Cool, yeah. you did it. If he doesn't. And if the guy doesn't, fine. cool, you did it. Fine. Yep. I agree. Yep. Put it out there. Go first. Go go first. Go first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but no, no conditions, though. Like, no. Right. I now, showed you yours. Now, I showed you mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, We're right, not right. playing doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you my stuff. And I do understand that I expect you to uh, retaliate. You know, no, 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 no. Um, but, you know, that I, I have found with uh, some guys over the last, you know, four to five years, um, different situation, but th- that they're that guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? It's, it's very similar. Uh, the way they started walking on a better path is me going first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With no expectation. Yeah. Um, there's a one, one friend of mine. I mean, we had, I can't countless breakfasts and coffees. And, yeah. And uh, he just would not, I was kind of hoping, like, maybe the more we hang out, the more comfy he'll get. Yeah. And he'll spill beans. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> So, yeah. after a while, I just got fed up. I was like, man, this, this hang time's getting expensive, and I'm waiting on you to, like, <laughs> kind of, like, to open up. And we're about, about 10 meals in, bro. Like, <laughs> and uh, after a while, I said, you know what, man? I want to share something with you. Mm-hmm. And I shared for a good 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I said, all right, man, well, uh, I got to roll to work. So uh, what's next time you want to hook up? He said, well, you got a couple extra minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do. What's yeah. Up? Yeah. And then yeah, he, he took it upon himself. I didn't solicit it. Yeah. I, didn't, I was going to leave. Yeah. So I, I think... To the response to this email, I think Noon, you're on you're on point, man. I mean, you just man, just put your thing out there, you know, put your stuff out there, talk to them, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and that's it. Yeah, that's really it. And, and I also would encourage this person to also have some boundaries for themselves. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like don't 
if if it's not if you don't feel comfortable and safe talking to this person um, or fully disclosing or whatever, there there are ways to show that you're safe. Yeah, I, I whether think, that's in the context of a group and some things that you say, not in couched language, but mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. think like you don't talk to him like a Silas. Use your head. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't treat him like a Silas necessarily. Maybe maybe you speak to him as we do in uh, uh, our in, in our meetings in a small group or something. Or, sure, yeah, um, so, something like that. But I yeah. don't think you have the Silas conversation with a new guy. So, right, right, right. So. Because you may have totally misread the situation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that person, like, he may have been there picking something up from the pastor or whatever. Right. And all of a sudden, like, two and two equals seven. You know? <laughs> That's right. Could very well be. Can I also say something? And every time it comes up, I get angry in a healthy way about group safety. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think maybe it's a thing for a... Uh, I think I could spend a whole episode processing it. Group safety is super important. Oh yeah, and it's 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 more important than authentic. It's not more important than authenticity. Authenticity can't exist without without it. group safety. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a precursor to group safety, and I have heard from men who are in groups where the group has become unsafe because of dick jokes mm-hmm. or because of locker room humor, mm-hmm. and. You just don't know. I mean, yeah. like Mondo may not know that I've got body shaming issues. Right, sure. And Mondo cracks a joke about yeah. something, you know, and all of a sudden it's like I'm crippled inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, when, when you profile, there's a great chance you're wrong. Yeah. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, because the thing we do it. I mean, you go into yeah, a room yeah. and you size everybody up based upon what your eyeballs see, and that's yeah. the dumbest thing you could ever do. Right? Yeah. I mean, you have no idea what's going on in guys' hearts and their lives and their in their gut, man. You yeah, have right. no idea. And then to say, well, okay, everybody looks like they're straight. So, uh, right, boom, yeah. And like, and you got like five guys in there, you know, struggling yeah. with different things that you just offended them. Yeah, right. yeah. Now the room's not safe or what, whatever. Make a child yeah. use joke. What, I mean, what, yeah, whatever, right, yeah. man. Whatever. Yeah. Just if you think the profile, just don't. Yeah. D- just don't. Just yeah. assume you you don't know jack. Yeah. Because you don't really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think there's a place I learned this very early on in college. Um, and I guess in high school, guys just like to take the piss out of each other. Yeah. Samson isn't that group. Right. I, I mean, if if you like locker room humor and you think that it should exist in your group, just email me. And let's talk about it. <laughs> we'll help you um, find a men's ministry in right. which that right. works. <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's step one to me to like, yeah. killing a group. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so just, I think there's a place for like, and... and in some ways, there's a place for locker room humor for yeah. for for things that are you know I don't want to say like that are blue yeah. you know and I'm not talking about political correctness or whatever yeah but just realize that you may not know what the guy sitting next to you really is dealing with yeah yeah, yeah. I mean um, in all fairness you know we in this circle we may have a little locker room humor mm-hmm. but right. we but we know each other it's yeah. we're safe we we understand each other's challenges and struggles and right. You know, I'm I'm not gonna have locker room humor like that's attacking the thing that you're you're struggling with. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. So yeah. it, it, I think it's a, it's a maturity thing, guys. Yeah, we, we gotta yeah. be aware, man. And I appreciate your point about profiling. And to me, that was the great value of uh, the final exercise at the retreat, the one we will not disclose. Right. It 
underline the fact that we are all messed up. Right. And uh, messed up, many of us, in ways that nobody would ever suspect. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, fellas, you know what? We've had a great conversation. We had, The time has flown. I think it's about time already to wrap up this episode. Uh, I just realized I did it again. <clears throat> I ended my talk the same thing, like, don't bullshit each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, am, I, am, I am the positivity hammer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, we are rededicating ourselves to uh, providing, uh, to sharing this fellowship with other men and women around the world. Are we not? Yes. Yeah. Okay. We... Uh, and uh, thank you to those of you who are faithful listeners to the podcast. Thank you to those of you who write to us at piratemonkpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to those who came to the retreat and those who didn't come to the retreat but made it possible for others to attend. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, please, let's uh, keep up the conversation. Let us know how we can serve you and your fellowship, whatever it is. So until next week, uh, I'm Nate. I'm Mark. I'm Newton. And Mondo. We are your pals here on the Pirate Mom Podcast. Hey, uh-huh. and Junior, Friends are friends forever. <laughs> 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 All right.